Hi, guys. If you're just joining us, it's Raza Siddiqui and Sara Sadat on an issue of Media Essential Workers. We have two guests that we're very excited to have. As many of you know that a lot of uh, our sports productions have completely been decimated with the COVID-19 um, epidemic going on. And we just wanted to shed light on some of the people who are out here helping our freelancers, helping our sports community. And um, upon reaching out to some of our people, it was just amazing to me to find two of these people who are going to be joining us as guests today. A lot of our viewers might know them. They're very active in the Dallas-Fort Worth community um, among sports freelancers. And I'm going to give them a chance to introduce themselves. Popping up first here is Scott. And coming up next is Toast. Scott, let's start with you. Uh, tell me a little about... Uh, who you are, what you do, and then we're going to get into what it is that you do that really uh, intrigued us enough to get you on the show to talk about what it is you do. Scott, tell us about yourself. Well, uh, my name is Scott Daly. I am a technical director in the sports market of Dallas-Fort Worth. Uh, this is my 30th year of doing uh, broadcasting in this market, and uh, that's my job. Toast is uh, actually... Uh, one of the guys that I started with as an A2. So oh, wow. I've had an ongoing relationship with him for a long time. long time. So we've got a lot of people, a lot of people who are technicians who are watching this <clears> and understand what A2 means. Tell us a little about what it is that you do and what a, what an A2 is, um, just for our, our viewers who are not as familiar with broadcast. Well, an A2 uh, is an assistant to the main mixer. Toast uh, in the situations when I worked with him was an A1. So he was in the truck and he would be in charge of mixing the show and establishing all the communications uh, throughout the truck uh, and sending various feeds to replay decks, uh, program audio, uh, IFB audio uh, to uh, talent, all kinds of different mixes. And the A2 is the field tech. Uh, the A2 goes out into the field and establishes uh, microphone feeds uh, and uh, private line feeds and IFB feeds for the talent that they can communicate with the truck. So A2 is kind of a fireman. Oh, <laughs> well, uh, so Toast, actually reading about what you do, and I have to hear how you got the nickname Toast because that's <laughs> fascinating. But what else is fascinating is some of the other stuff you did. I think like a lot of people in broadcast, you fell into this. You were doing something that you were passionate about, You're a musician by trade, still a musician, part of a band. Tell us about the band, but first tell us why they call you Toast. Well, the uh, we, when we were doing Southwest Conference football, and uh, Fridays we would it would take about a half a day to set up. And at that time, I, for that thing, I was an A2, actually. And we would get set up, and then uh, we'd have the open field, and we would go out there and play football. And I'm pretty slow, so they said whoever – Tim's covering go deep and I got and I got burned several times and a guy named Brad Sheldon and uh Dave Rowe former uh, Oakland Raider who was our color commentator they nicknamed me toast and I I didn't like it at first <laughs> however I came from uh I came into remote television through the uh entertainment industry and as it turned out uh if you're doing entertainment they don't want a sports mixer. It's like this guy can't mix music. He's not going to be able to mix comedy and audience response. And uh, by the same token in sports, it's like this guy's an entertainment mixer. What's he going to know about intercom or phone interfaces or any of the sports thing? So Toast did sports and Tim Record did entertainment. 
and it kept me from getting put in a drawer. So my contacts with uh, Cinemax or HBO or some of the other entertainment clients that I had didn't know me as Toast. They knew me as Tim Record, and I was their music mixer. And then Toast was the sports guy, and they didn't know who Tim Record was. That's fabulous. And, um, you, you know, I'll tell you this. You sometimes get typecast, and I know in the work that I've done in the past, sometimes you want to, in our industry, they call it double dipping, but at the same mm -hmm. time. So I remember having two different companies for two different clients for doing uh, stuff. But that, that that's a very good idea is that you had your own persona, persona, for different industries. And um, it seems like now uh, pretty much everyone knows you can do the job no matter what name you use. Is that correct? Yeah, it's been a long time since I've been worried about being put in a drawer. Although I will say uh, because of the advent of uh, first, it was uh, digital uh, modular multi-track machines like ADAS and that sort of thing. And then, and now, you know, people's studios are on their laptops at home. And so the entertainment industry, unless you are, uh, you know, you have a production company or you doing, there's not as much of that kind of uh, availability. If you live in Dallas, I'd have to be in Los Angeles or New York. or something. So I don't really do very much entertainment anymore. And uh, um, sports kind of overtook it, uh, you know, probably 25 years ago. And there's just so, there was so much work in sports. That's why we thought sports would never go away. I mean, hurricanes, floods, whatever. Live sports is not going to go away. Well, now we found out that that's not true. I mean, it's completely something shocking to all of us. Um, and, and I know we have a lot of people in sports who are watching this. Uh, I, I deal with a lot of people in news, but I've had the opportunity to meet several of your, your colleagues uh, just, just throughout this devastating process. Um, uh, let's get into it. I, I want to talk a little about your, your music first before um, we got into what it is you're doing. Tell us about the band you're currently in and, and what type of music you perform. I also see in your bio here, you work for the uh, Willie Nelson Cowboy uh, Network. Is that right? I, I did. And uh, I, I started as a musician uh, in high school and I worked in radio when I was a senior in high school and I've never really had a real job. I don't guess. And uh, I learned about audio through necessity. I had to bring my microphones and set them up if I was playing in a club or whatever. And I've never really made a living as a musician, but it was just something that I, that I kind of uh, have always done. And uh, the current band, uh, the, uh, the Dirty Merkins, we, we got together as a group of audio guys from Dallas that just enjoyed playing music. We were all old guys by then. This was... Uh, 15 years ago or so and we would playing in each other's living rooms and then some people would start to come and next thing you know it's too big for the living room so we go to a club and we say hey uh we're going to provide music for you for free on a monday night you provide uh you know maybe a couple hundred dollar tab for the band for drinks and we're going to have a uh, hundred professional film and television people come to your bar eat your food drink you're going to have a big Monday night, you know, it's, it's, it was very hard to explain, but that's kind of how it evolved. That's fantastic. I, I know every time I've tried to uh, go to a bar and tell them that I'd like to throw something like that, the bouncer usually grabs me and throws me <laughs> right out. So it, it's great to see that actually working. Scott, I want to get to you. I want to talk about uh, some of the stuff you've done and, and how you came across, and this is what this show is about today. It's about people helping each other out, how you came to build, um, uh, actually tell us about it. Tell us the name and, and what it's designed to do and, and what inspired you to do it. I think you well, would tell that story. Yeah. We have an organization that's very loose. It's not, uh, there's nothing set in stone and it's called Stevie Bucks. 
And Stevie Bucks uh, came about from one of our freelancers uh, who has since passed, who was uh, dealing with lung cancer. Uh, Steve was uh, a longtime uh, tape and camera guy in the market, and he was also my neighbor. Uh, we had uh, we'd had the opportunity to raise money for people that we worked with before, but because Steve was my neighbor, I was very involved in uh, and single. Uh, I was very involved in in helping him at times, uh, just because he was so close. Um, and two things happened uh, at that time: the Dirty Americans were starting up uh, doing some events, and Tim had uh, raised some money through the Dirty Americans, just as you got a five-gallon bucket out in front of the band and people come drop money in. And I don't, Toast, I don't remember how much money you raised on that. Uh, well, the, the first one was, I believe this was like uh, spring of 2011, maybe. And it was when uh, Stevie first was unable to work because of his, yeah. because of his illness. And well, let's make this guy's house payment at least do something. So we, we just uh, sent out some invites and brought some people into a place called Lee Harvey's. And uh, we did an outdoor concert. And that was the first charity effort that we did, you know, specific to what had led to Stevie Bucks mm -hmm. ultimately. And uh, I believe that night it was in the neighborhood of uh, $1,800, maybe something. I know it was more than a thousand, but less than 2000. It was, it yeah. was somewhere in there. And uh, mm -hmm. that's where it all kind of started. You guys must have a very tight knit community of uh, freelancers that that you all came out to help a coworker like that. And just to explain to our viewers who are not in the freelancing world, I myself am a freelancer as well. Um, it's it's pretty much every person for their own. I, I I mean, like you go out there, you work, you get paid, and that's how you get paid uh, by 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 your sweat, by your effort. And it's a very risky proposition if you're not working. Like you said, house payments aren't met in situations like this. I mean, we've just dealt with um, devastating circumstances. So that's that's what got me interested in what you guys are doing, that you stepped up and helped someone. So tell me kind of, um, I, I think I a little bit lost my train of thought, but, but, but in the freelance world where there isn't a lot of safety net, you guys started creating the the crux of a safety net. Tell me about that. How were you inspired to do that? And how did the community come together? Because 1800, that, that's, a, that's a good turnout. We had actually had an event before this that was organized uh, by some, uh, I, I don't even remember who organized the one for Jay Toast, um, but we had a big barbecue because we had another uh, coworker who was going through cancer uh, so bad that he was, uh, he was isolated in the hospital because of the treatment. Oh. And, I want to say we raised $18,000 on that one, but that one was very well organized. Uh, we had an auction. Uh, we had broadcasters that had donated uh, weird things for people to bid on. Uh, I can't mention some of the things that uh, they were donated. They were kind of disgusting. <laughs> uh, but it, we do have a very tight-knit group. Uh, it's not the same group of people every day that we work, but there's a core group of people that, that is central to the broadcast. Uh, Toast works on the home broadcast and uh, I work on the visiting broadcast. And we typically are in the same general area, but uh, God, we have 35, 40 people, maybe, maybe more that are working on two different broadcasts at the same time. One for the visiting show and one for the home show. 
And uh, we, uh, that core group of people is supplemented by sometimes people from out of town, sometimes uh, people that uh, may have full-time jobs uh, and it's freelance as a supplement to their income. But uh, because we uh, are on our own, it just became a, uh, it just became a, a, a way to encourage people uh, because as an individual, I can't go out and drop $3,000 and, and help somebody out. But as a group, that's something we can do. Um, and the first event that kind of got organized besides the uh, uh, concert that they did at, uh, at, uh, uh, Lee Harvey's, I forgot the name of it. I got to forget that. Uh, we had a garage sale. And I mean, I was driving around for days, picking up junk. Every day that I was, I was driving a Mini Cooper at the time, and it would be filled to the brim with stuff sticking out of it that people had brought to work. And uh, I sold all of that stuff, and, and we raised $3,300. And that's that was the, that and the concert at uh, Lee Harvey's was the beginning of uh, Stevie Bucks. Uh, and it just became a very loose, unorganized way to support our coworkers. And since that time, we've probably had 10 different events at least where we've had people uh, that were under undergoing some kind of uh, uh, medical need uh, is where it's typically been focused. But then the hurricane that hit Houston, uh, I forgot which hurricane it was. Uh, we ended up Harvey. Harvey, right? Harvey. Uh, we ended up raising uh, uh, $3,300 for that one. And at that point, uh, everything up until then had been cash. But since I don't live in Houston, it's hard to send cash to the mail. So I, I started a, a, a checking account and started sending out checks to people that we work with in the Houston market. And since that time, uh, it has done nothing but to continue to grow. Um, what started out as a garage sale and a concert has at, at latest count gone to something over $54,000 over uh, the last six years. That's phenomenal. And is it people in Texas, the freelancing community in Texas that you guys concentrate on? Or have you have you expanded to anyone who reaches out to you? How exactly does it work? Um, and actually, Tim, let me have you or Toast, let me have you take that. And I got to say here, um, just reading the comments from Troy Winter, I do agree. Uh, you got a great hey, Troy. <laughs> you got a, a great right. hat. And, um, and, and <laughs> another comment he makes, it's uh, about it being a small fraternity. It absolutely seems like that. The fact that you guys have that sense of community, it's got me thinking that when this is all over and the world kind of resumes back to normal, we're all out there working again. I got to come party with you guys because you guys seem like the frat house I want to be a part of. <laughs> well, the, the, uh, the Dallas uh, freelance community is, is pretty tight uh, because we uh, do a lot of things together. And uh, you know, simple day-to-day -day things. We used to have a, uh, at the ballpark, we could, we had a grill there and we, everybody would bring meat and we would cook for lunch. So we, every day we would have a picnic almost until uh, security tightened down and we can't do that anymore. But uh, uh, most of the freelance community is tight. Troy Winter, for example, he he's in Austin and uh, he moved there from somewhere up Northeast and everybody kind of knows everybody in, in some way. It's a very small community. 
And also there are a lot of people, it's a very interesting job. It's a lot of fun. You know, you, uh, you're doing, uh, you know, live entertainment or sporting events and you meet famous people and you, you know, you get to work with each other. You're uh, doing audio, setting up microphones, running cameras. It's things that people think would be a lot of fun. And it is. So there's a, there's a long line of people waiting to take those jobs. And uh, for that reason, uh, and everybody's a freelancer and the job is exciting. So they don't have to keep you around if you're a jackass. So somebody's, uh, you know, is, is, um, you know, rubs people the wrong way. You're not a good guy, you know, where you're not around very long and there's somebody right waiting right there. So uh, freelance production television people just in general is a really good uh, filter is a good, uh, uh, you know, good group of people in general. Cause if you're not a, if you're not a good guy, even if you're really good at what you do, if, uh, if you rub people the wrong way too much, you're kind of not around long. There's a few exceptions that I won't mention. But, but, uh, you know, they say that about freelancers because you can teach someone a, a, a skill, right? You can kind of teach them how to do certain things, but you can't teach them a personality and a mindset. And you can't mm-hmm. teach them how to get along with people and how to just be a, a good, positive person. And, I, you know, we find that a lot, too, that, that these are the things that make people want to hang out with you, keep calling you keep you on that list. Like you said, very competitive. I'm in the news business myself. Um, Sarah understands that when I go out there, I better have a pleasant personality unlike in the house because otherwise I'm going to be spending a lot more time in the house. Mm-hmm. But um, you're house. absolutely right. It's um, it's one of those things where you have to go out there and, and, and be a team player, be likable. And it seems like that's exactly the community that you have. Like Troy says, we should be doing a road trip. It seems like this is the crew to do it with. Yeah, and be good at it because if you're not good at it, it's live television. So if uh, too many times in a row they go to an announcer and his mic's not open and his lips are flapping, I'm not around long. So the the people they have to be good as well. And uh, there's a long pull of people waiting to take those jobs. So you got to be good at what you do, and you got to be a good person. And and TV TV crews in general, freelance TV crews, are uh, ex, ex, exceptionally professional, proficient. I've never I've met very few that weren't good at what they did. And if they were, they didn't last very long. Sorry. Do you have any questions specifically related to, uh, to the sports live free world? No, I, you know what? It was uh, really interesting just to kind of hear from you guys where you came from and where you guys ended up and how you formed this fraternity. Um, Seems like you guys had each other's back even before coronavirus took over. Right. So what are some of the challenges that you guys are facing right now um, with everything that's at our doorstep as far as freelancers go? Scott, you'd know better than I, who's, uh, you know, how many people have really been in need. I haven't, I'm in good shape. My wife still works. I'm i I've got a sugar mama now, so I'm, I don't know how that's something like uh, the relationship that Raza and I have. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I don't know how I had time to work. I got so much stuff going on around the house and we're uh, the band we're doing uh, remote recording where I'll record some basics or something. I'll take the wave file, send it off to Ronnie and they'll record and they'll send me the video files and, you know, so, uh, I mean, that project has been a lot of fun. We've got six or seven songs in the works and, and it's time consuming, cleaning out the garage, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I had time to do any, how, how I had time. <laughs> so you got a lot of requests kind of coming through to hear your music, to kind of get those projects still continuing to going right now. Cause I mean, honestly, staying at home at this time, it's, um, limiting, not just like on our health, on our mental status It's just where we are at this point. So music, 
just like any arts out there, just kind of lifts our spirits up. So the fact that you guys are doing that, that's fantastic. Along with raising money and looking out for the little guys that are out there, I think that that's a very commendable thing. So when I heard about this from Raza, I was like, oh my God, we definitely need to get you guys on here and tell us your story. How, like, if for the people that are out there watching, how can they help? Like, what can they do to um, further your cause? Yeah, uh, tell us a little about um, how, how you give to Stevie Bucks, how you um, participate in this, if you're a freelancer watching this, because we have freelancers from all over the country. Um, I think it was, was it last week we had uh, Larry Lage, who's doing something in terms of raising money for sports uh, production technicians who are out of work from in Michigan. And we got a lot of uh, interaction with that as we are today. I mean, it's it's a very global community. It's a big frat house of what we do. It's not very localized. So there are a lot of people who want to know how to help. Um, and, and of course, even, I, I got to plug this. Um, we support our sports freelancers. I'm having our news guys wear this because at the end of the day, we're out there doing the same thing, albeit not exactly the same. It's our people doing the work that that, that we all love and are all inspired by. And, and in news, we stand with you guys, just like we know you would stand with us um, if the situation was turned. Tell us, how do we support uh, what you guys are doing? Uh, Scott, we'll start with you. Well, this effort that uh, was brought to your attention was a GoFundMe account that started by Mark Followable. Mark is the play-by-play uh, -play announcer for the Dallas Mavericks. And uh, he had contacted one of our camera guys, Eric Norburn, and uh, wanted to know how he could help. Uh, Eric is in a leadership position in this area. And uh, Eric and I go way back and he knew uh, what uh, Toast and I had done with Stevie Bucks and he put Mark in touch with me. And Mark and uh, Josh Borgad, who's, uh, I always say his name, Bogarab, and uh, Dave Raymond. Josh is the play-by-play -play announcer for the Dallas Stars. Dave is the play-by-play -play announcer for the Texas Rangers. They sponsored a GoFundMe account uh, in my name, uh, which is kind of uh, weird because the money filters through me when it goes through Stevie Bucks, but the, it had to have a name on it. Uh, and their initial goal was $5,000. Uh, and I've got a picture of it. I don't know if that's okay to show it or not. Please do. Uh, well, uh, this is the site. It's a, and I'm not sure we'll be able to even see it. Nah, it's not gonna show up. You know what, Sarah will punch it up right now. Yeah, go ahead and email it to me and then I'll- uh, uh, How would I do that? Uh, you know what, I've got the email. I'll send it to her and she'll pop it up on the screen right now. But yeah, it's, can you need to tell us a little about it? Well, it's the DFW Sports Television Broadcast Freelancers is how you get to that site. Um, right now, $13,700 has been raised with a $15,000 goal. But I think what's more important for people to understand, uh, this is a, a an effort that they started to support freelancers in the Dallas-Fort Worth market. And I think when you're doing something like this, it needs to be specific to your community of people that you work with. Um, if people wanted, if somebody came to me from New York and said, hey, I want to donate to Stevie Bus, I'm not turning it down. Uh, I'm always looking for an opportunity to, to be an encouragement to somebody. Um, but this kind of effort is not that hard to do. You take these kind of things and uh, you throw it out there and say, who would like to help? and uh, somebody becomes the point person on it and they gather in our case cash and they you show up at somebody's doorstep with an envelope 
And uh, if you've never done that, uh, it's a lot of fun to give somebody else's money away. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I don't mean that to be crass in any way, uh, because whenever somebody is struggling uh, financially, through no fault of their own, whenever they've had a medical issue come up and you show up and you sit down with them and, uh, and you give them a check for a thousand dollars or $1,500, uh, the look on their face, not because you've given them money, but because you've showed up to be an encouragement is priceless. Um, there's nothing that's better than being on somebody's side when they're struggling. And you want to you want to feel good? Help somebody out when you're struggling. And if you're struggling and you want to feel better, go help somebody out. Absolutely love that you guys put this together. And I remember one of the conversations we had, Scott, was I asked you, was there any um, help from the union or doing that? And you were like, you know, this was something that we did on our own. This was something that we did regardless of, of union affiliation, whatever else. This was us helping our, our, our brothers and, and, and sisters in what we do. And I thought that was just uh, so noble and, and just stepping up and, and helping people. Um, so Toast, tell us uh, what's your feeling on that. Well, it's, uh, you know, anytime that you can, uh, like Scott said, anytime you can help somebody else out, even if you're uh, in the same situation, you know, you have, you, it's, it's like, um, if everybody gathers together, it's like it, everything gets buoyed up, you know, together, you know, one guy sinking the other guy can pull them up. And, uh, it, it was, it's really, um, uh, nice to see the, uh, play by play guy step up like they did. I thought that was pretty cool. And they're, they are, uh, pretty tight with the community. The, uh, freelance camera guys, audio guys, tape operators are not separate from the, uh, from the people on camera. And, uh, a lot of that has to do with our events, with the, uh, our Merkin nation gatherings, uh, we'll, uh, you know, we'll get together and sometimes, uh, you know, some of the on-camera people will have an idea for a song that they might want to do and they'll come up, maybe do a little skit, whatever, you know, we have different, it's always interesting. It's always different. And nobody, even the people myself organizing it, knows exactly how this is going to turn out. We end up doing, uh, for example, we'll, we'll talk about what songs we, we may want to do and, and we'll get up and, and uh, the, the slogan for the band is it's better to drink and jam than rehearse and still suck. And, <laughs> and, and that's exactly what we'll talk about. Okay. We're going to do these 24 songs and 22 of those songs. We have never, ever played together. The first time we play them is right there in front of a hundred people. Let's see how this goes. And uh, the announcers and, and directors, producers, you know, people that you would think of as being above the line or whatever, are all involved in it. Our uh, our hockey producer and, and his wife, they'll normally, you know, do a couple songs. Uh, his um, She was uh, a number six finisher in American Idol the year that uh, Carrie Underwood uh one so she was you know like number six and that and man that girl can sing just about anything and we'll toss an idea hey how about if we do uh adele rolling in the deep okay we never rehearse it we never talk about it again the first time we hear how she does it and she hears how we do it is that night on stage in front of 100 people and it's it's really a blast and that's that kind of environment is what has pulled everybody from uh 
a utility that's been working for six months with the executive producer of the network and the announcer that's on air. And it's all kind of one tight community. That's awesome. And, and Scott, one of the things uh, I saw that you are uh, selling for Stevie Bucks t-shirts right now, right? Uh, tell me about what's going on with Aaron. So we got to cut our check for that as well, because they were very reasonably priced. <laughs> and more importantly than that, sugar mama coming right uh, up. <laughs> they are helping people. They're absolutely helping people. This is the fun that we're talking about. Um, tell us about what it is that you're doing. Well, uh, I have one. Steve was an artist. He had, I wish I had an example of his artwork here. Uh, I should have emailed you one. Uh, I have always wanted to do a t-shirt with Steve, Steve's artwork, uh, but I haven't got anybody that uh, has been able to translate that artwork yet. So I thought, uh, I, I want to make a t-shirt uh, and raise some money. Um, so right now, what we decided to do was uh, on the front here, you can see Stevie Bucks on the pocket. Uh, these are now available. I'm given, uh, offering them for 25 bucks plus shipping. Uh, shipping's not that much on these things. Um, and Steve was known for a lot of sayings. Uh, uh, you know how people have the same five stories and tell them an over and over and over and they forget they've told them. Steve had all of these sayings and he would use them to death. And uh, they just became uh, his shtick. Uh, like if you had a timeout during the middle of a game, and it had been dragging on. Steve would scream from take, time back in. Uh, or if something uh, bad happened in tape, uh, he would uh, key his mic on, you know, I can be replaced. <laughs> so uh, he, he had all these things. And one of them uh, that really reflected Steve's spirit was how generous he was. So on the back of the shirt, you can see here, uh, if I got a biscuit, you got a bite. And Tennis Shoe was Steve's name. His last name was Tennyson, and it got short to Tennis Shoe. So Steve's giving spirit inspired Stevie Bucks, and now these T-shirts are available for 25 bucks. Uh, you know, I don't know any other way for people to reach me if they want one other than to, to put my Facebook out there. They can so, message me. Okay, can, we, uh, can we put the Facebook out there? Because uh, – uh, again, we want to make sure everyone can can get what they need to get and, and provide um, kind of support for this excellent uh, foundation that you guys are trying to get off the ground. So would that be okay if we then put your uh, your Facebook on there? That'd be perfect. Sorry, you know what? Put mine on there too, because if anyone uh, contacts me, I'm going to tell them how to contact you directly. So let's... Uh, Let's go ahead and uh, and get that message out there. I also have um, uh, tagged both of you guys in the post going on. Feel free to accept that. I know most of your friends down in your area already know about this wonderful foundation. The point of this um, podcast and platform was to get it out to the broader freelancer community just so everyone knows uh, kind of what's going on. But do feel free to, to share that as well so that your friends, they should have gotten a message that this was going on, but so that they can see it directly live. But what an excellent idea. And I know Sarah's punching up uh, your Facebook right now at Scott Daly. <laughs> well, when they see it, there's a picture of a sunset in El Paso uh, with me on it. And uh, if they need to friend me or do whatever they uh, need to do, I'll do, I'll answer. And uh, it's going to takes me a little while to get the T-shirts. Uh, but if they want one, I'll be glad to send them one. Um I hope to 
to keep on doing stuff like this. As, as long as I'm in this business, uh, I, I want to be encouragement to the people I work with. And so far we've helped, uh, I don't know, in this latest one, we helped 25 people. There was 130 of us on an email list uh, that freelance in this area. That's not all of us, uh, but it's most of us. And 25 people got checks uh, that probably uh, somewhere reflected a day rate. Um, some of them, there were four people that had medical issues that we helped more than a day rate. Um, and what Mark and Josh and, and Dave started, uh, they trusted me with. Uh, with that kind of money, I felt like I needed some accountability. So I put up uh, uh, a request uh, to five other people to join me uh, as a board. Uh, we called ourselves a council hmm. uh, to oversee those funds. And we met uh, uh, on the computer because we did we couldn't hang out together, uh, and just organized how we wanted to uh, to distribute this money. Uh, and we had some criteria. Uh, we first of all we looked at who had medical needs, who had ongoing medical needs in our community. Uh, second, we had uh, the Dallas Stars and Dallas Mavericks both stepped up and, and paid some freelancers that were uh, booked on their in-house shows. Oh. Uh, if you were booked on their shows, uh, then they get they got paid for doing those shows to the end of the year, which was you know huge shout out to them for doing that. Um, so those people had some income coming already, uh, which was great. So they got a a lower portion. Uh, and then people that uh, were freelancers uh, in the broadcast side that didn't have that organized backing, we we sent about a day rate in uh, reflection to them. Um, and uh, right now, Stevie Bucks, I, I'm going through the process of getting it set up as a 501c3. I got uh, documents from the lawyer yesterday. So I've got to fill those out and start an account, got a tax ID number and all that stuff. So. Uh, what started off with a uh, garage sale uh, for Steve. And then after Steve's passing, I had a garage sale of junk. Uh, and I started with 400 bucks. Uh, and on the first garage sale I had, in, I think I made a thousand dollars on the second one, but $400 I sent to a freelancer in San Antonio that also was dealing cancer. So if Steve could look down right now and realize that, his collection of comic books and sports memorabilia and junk started with 400 bucks and has now given away four, $54,000. He, he'd be thrilled. He would be laughing. Wow. And, and so this continues with the shirts. I'm sure when, uh, when uh, all this is lifted from you guys will get together and, and do more stuff with the band. Is that correct? I, I, I mean, what are the main sources of how you, how you get these donations? Is, is it the band? Is it the shirts? Is it a collaboration of all of these? And we'll toast. start with uh, Toast. Well, it's uh, a, a lot of times it's uh, something comes up, somebody has a need, and we put a note on the truck door and there's a manila envelope and, hey, uh, you know, so-and-so can't come to work because he hurt his foot on the uh, gate over at Jerry World or whatever. And we uh, that, that's, that's how a lot of it happens. And then uh, also everybody's aware, and I'm not sure, Scott, how uh, how many people will just kind of uh, from time to time, you know, just, you know, donate some money because uh, 
they had a extra good week that week, or we had an overtime or something like that. But it's just kind of a, I think word of mouth is probably the main thing. And every once in a while we'll, we'll have an event. Uh, the, um, and the guy that's uh, the inspiration for this, uh, Steve Tennyson was uh, he was a pretty special, pretty special guy to uh, if you want to get a sense for who he was. And one of his, one of his sayings, uh, if you go to on YouTube, go to uh, toast T toast TV and it's toast T E E V E E. Could you toast TV? And there's a video there that uh, put up years ago when when Steve passed as his memorial. And it's called He's My Ride, <laughs> remembering Steve Tennyson. And where He's My Ride came from, uh, a camera guy, the camera guy over in left field was feeling ill. And uh, we knew he was going, Hey, how you hanging in there, Hefe? Yeah. So, uh, man, I, I, I have to keep running there. I've, I've got to go. I can't. I can't stay. I have to leave. I'm sick. And then you hear Steve's poppy go, he's my ride. Like, <laughs> like I'm leaving too, you know, <laughs> and, and, and he was just, he was an amazing guy. And you'll hear a lot of stories. If you go to that video, uh, uh he's my ride. Remembering Steve Tennyson, everybody, we, we each did like testimonials and there's several stories on there about the, the, the funny things that Steve did everything from sitting in a pile of garlic fries to smashing a squirt gun. It's just, it's uh, it'd be worth a, a look for you, particularly Raza. Now that you've, you're hearing uh, something of the, what what this guy inspired, that's that's kind of what is behind all this. The inspiration of that guy. Oh, absolutely. And uh, Sarah has uh, put uh, that up. Would you just check toast and make sure that uh, the YouTube is correct? There it comes, right there. Yep, right at the bottom, right over here. Um, and this will get. Give- yep, that's it. Yep. This will give our viewers an idea of the gentleman that inspired the movement that both of our guests today, Scott Daly and Tim Toast Record, uh, have have tributed by by basically um, helping to start a fund to raise money for the daily hire freelance community in the sports world. Um, and it's just such a great thing that that when Sara Sadat, myself, Raza Siddiqui, when we heard about this, we usually do this um, this show locally. But I was like, you know what? We got to get the message out. We got to get the message out about what you two are doing and the gentleman who inspired it because it's just such a great story um, collaboratively that you guys have come together as a freelance community. Like Troy Winters here says, it sounds like quite the frat house. It sounds like exactly the place that uh, that I'd want to be and if Sarah would allow it. She seems like she's doing something else. I'm going to be there. Um, actually, she's she's always wanted to go to Texas. I, I've been to Austin. Love it. Been to San Antonio. Love it. Have never been to Dallas, but it looks like uh, I have two guys to have a beer with when uh, when I can get out there now. Absolutely. So we, we want to thank you guys again. It looks like we've had an influx of viewers. Um, sorry, if you could put up again the, um, the page for the fund. Um, I want to make sure everyone who's watching knows how they can donate to this wonderful cause to to basically um, to help freelancers, to help freelancers in the Dallas-Fort Worth community be able to, if they're ill, if they're sick, if they're hurt, be able to get back on their feet. And, and again, just for all our um, uh, our new viewers, if we could just have you one last time, Scott, because uh, I, I know I'm taking up your Saturday, but, but tell us what it is that you do. Well, uh, 20 years ago, I moved in with TV truck. Uh, I was a two started out working with toast. Uh, then I became a camera guy. Uh, I lived in San Antonio at the time and, uh, I, I did what I needed to make money. 
sometimes I needed a camera guy, sometimes I needed an A2. And then when I moved to this area, we had uh, uh, two technical directors that lived in this area that retired. And they were flying people in from Houston all the time. And I said, man, if I learned a TD, I could get a lot of work because I could save them money. And uh, I could take all this work from these guys that are flying in from Houston. So I moved inside the truck and started technical directing. So for the last 20 years, I've been sitting next to the director uh, mashing buttons. Uh, he says it, I make, I try to make it happen. Fantastic. And, um, Toast, we'll hear from you. J just give us a, a synopsis. Tell us again, how your band helped raise some, uh, funds and started this and, and what, what you guys continue to do. Well, I, uh, I came from Austin. I, I, I started in Austin. Uh, well, well, not originally, but uh, playing in, uh, playing in bands and working radio. And, uh, when I was living in Austin, I, uh, did some recording and produced some things and worked in some of the recording studios. And then I started working at uh, KLRU, the PBS station and uh, worked on Austin city limits for about six years. And then uh, started doing remote TV from uh, my first remote experience was uh, mixing the music for Jerry Lewis telethon in Branson, Missouri. They were going to do a Branson, Missouri toss during the Vegas Jerry. I don't know if you remember the Jerry Lewis telethon thing. And uh, so they had some artists at Maltillis's theater in Branson, and I and I and it was a theater I was familiar with because I had uh, done a recording there with uh, with Amy Grant. It was a, a live uh, a live pilot or something, and so I was familiar with the theater. So I go to this theater that I know. Two big Unitel trucks pull in, which was a truck company. They've got uh, and they pull out all these uh, cameras and set them, and all of a sudden this theater that I was familiar with is unfamiliar as a huge TV studio. I had never been around that kind of thing. The show's over. They pack all the cameras back up. The trucks pull away. And I said, now that is pretty cool. So I looked into remote TV and I started doing sports and, and that was kind of the, kind of the history on that. Well, that's great. And I, I really want to thank you guys for sharing a bit of your Saturday with us and, and kind of getting the message out there about what it is you do and the fun that you've created to help the members of your community, of the of the freelance sports community. Uh, could not, uh, when I when I reached out to you, Scott, I could not have envisioned, and actually, um, Toast, you actually put me in touch with Scott. I could not have envisioned the uh, the generosity that you guys had in your in your community down there. And I think it was something I really wanted to showcase. And we, Sarah and I really appreciate that you came on the show and talked about it. And, and we really want to help get the word out there. Sarah, um, you have the address that we're going to send um, for the shirts. And if any of our viewers had missed this before, you are selling some shirts to raise funds for this charity to help people out who need it right now and, and um, really appreciate you doing that. And thank you both for, for making the time. Is there anything you want to say uh, before we cut out just uh, to recap or uh, to leave us with? Well, I did want to mention the, uh, the toast TV uh, YouTube channel that you're seeing down there. The other thing that you'll find there is the, in my room music video that the dirty Merkins just recently did where we're all in our own rooms <laughs> and recording. We call it recording separately together. So we record separately and then we, you know, we put it all together and in the description uh, on the on, on the YouTube description, there is uh, the link to the GoFundMe page that uh, Mark Follow All started. So that's when you're while you're at Toast TV, watch the uh, our version of the Beach Boys song. And uh, there's the link there to donate to GoFundMe. 
Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, Scott, anything you want to say? Well, I just wanted to say thanks for uh, having us on. Uh, the opportunity to uh, promote Stevie Bucks is uh, uh, something I really appreciate. Uh, it's for so long, it's been unorganized. Uh, I've been wanting to organize it uh, beyond what it started as for quite a while. Um, and the coronavirus slowdown gave me some time to do that. And having the opportunity to, to come on the Life, Love, and the Grind, uh, hopefully we'll open some doors. Sounds good. We really appreciate having both of you. And thank you so much for what you do for uh, for our community and, 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 and to inspire people to do the same and really get out there and, and make a difference. And thank you both for what you do. And thank you for joining us today. We'll talk with you guys soon. Thanks, Thanks so much. Thanks, Bye. sir. See you, Toast. See you, buddy.